You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for his glory. Wonderful. Um, I would invite you to take a seat, but we're going to get to the serious stuff in a moment's time. But, you know... Martin and Esther, they have led incredibly well for the last 10 years, done an amazing job. But not only are they our senior pastors together, but they are also husband and wife. And so we thought, what better way still? (laughs) Exactly. We thought, what better way to honor that than to pit them against one another in our very own edition of Mr. and And Mrs. Mrs. Yes. We're so excited about this section, but not about what's coming next, but this is my favorite part. Um, I came up uh, for a number of years ago, uh, and uh, as a part of my journey, I have be part of the family, I, I came to know the stories very well. I, I spent lots of Saturday nights at their house and at their dinner table, and so I've got lots of secrets I could share uh, about this wonderful couple. So we're going to uh, just display the rules for you, and here's Ooh, the panel nice. for you both. Now, the green... On the paddle is for Martin. So Martin, uh, the, the questions we're going to ask you, if we, you believe it's Martin is the correct answer, then show green. And if you believe it's Esther, then you show the other side, the white side. Okay, so green, you, could, that, that you, must, you must. We're going to ask the question and then count down from three, okay? Yeah. So the aim is that you're not meant to be looking at each other. And also no side paddle. I know that you're going to seek to prefer yeah. one another yeah. and be very godly, but you have to make a choice. Yes. Yeah. So it's either green or white. So it's either Martin, green, or Esther, white for these answers. Quick fire questions. Please feel free to tell us honestly what you believe. And we'll hope. (laughs) Hopefully, you'll still be married by the end of this. Yeah. But but you want to kick us off, Luke, through the first question. Fantastic. I feel like you had one stored up. Oh, oh, really? You think so? No, no, no. I'll go for it. Okay. So remember green for Martin, white for Esther. Who, out of the both of you, is the best driver? (laughs) Wow. Yes. This is what we like. It started exactly how we intended. Uh, I feel like we're intrigued. We'd love to know more. We can't delay on all of these. Okay. Um, So we'll keep going. All right. So next question. Who, out of the two of you, is the best dancer? (laughs) Wow. And now we're going to have a demonstration. (laughs) I see a theme emerging here. Okay. Who out of you is the best... This is easy. This is easy. I know this answer. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Go go, ask a question. (laughs) Who out of you is the best cook? (laughs) That was Martin going hungry over the next two months. Show okay. the world, tell the world. Please, please, I know the answer to this one. Okay, so, so who out of you, um, who wastes the most money? Waste. Who's the money waster? Come on, answer quickly, Ooh. quickly. Come on, you know, you know it's you, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. That was just for you, mate, just for you. Okay, <laughs> who has the better... General knowledge. Oh, I love that. With confidence. Nice, nice. Okay. And who is the most dramatic? (laughs) 
<laughs> You're really getting to know this couple well. I'm not saying I knew that answer. <laughs> we, won't, we might test this one. Who is the best singer out of the two of you? Oh! <laughs> wow, unanimous. Okay, I don't know if I agree with it, but... <laughs> And who's, who's got the best taste in clothes? Come on, give it up. Ah, oh, oh, I love it. Lovely. That's married life for you, mate. Beautiful. Yeah. Who has the worst... <laughs> who has the worst memory? <laughs> what was the question if you didn't hear that from Martin? <laughs> All right, next question. Who said I love you first? Oh. oh. Did you have is to it, bring is that this up? On? <laughs> and she said, I like you a lot. Wow. Commitment to integrity. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Who out of you is the most competitive? <laughs> Oh, okay. I see. And one final one for our senior pastors. Who knows the Bible best? <laughs> Fantastic. Can we give them a round of applause? Thank you so much. We can take a seat. We spared no expense on those paddles. Ordered especially in. I thought you were going to make us play ping pong, which does actually bring out the very worst competitive nature. So it's glad, I'm glad it was just that. Fantastic. Well, we're going to get to the serious stuff now. Yes. And, and before we begin with the serious questions, I must um, start by saying it's important that we keep these questions, these answers as brief as we can, Martin. You know how <laughs> I'm a very brief speaker and you, in our one-to-ones, you tend to extend them quite a long time. We were laughing about this because for both of us, Martin is our line manager. My meeting is after Mark and Martin's and I'll knock at my allotted time, but so often, oh, can we have another 15 minutes? And so... Can we uh, have another hour? <laughs> exactly. So we'll keep them in check, Esther, if that's okay. Yeah, with the three of you, we're going to do well. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, like we said, the whole purpose of this, we wanted to just hear some of the journey reflect on the goodness of God. And um, for some in the room, you've been on the journey. You've been here for more than 10 years and have seen some of the changes and transitions take place and have been right there along with us. Um, for some of you, maybe the, you're joining us and this will be a great chance for you to hear some of what's happened in the life of the church. But really, I wanted to start with a question. Pre the kind of 10 years that you've been at CLM. Can, can we just say at this moment, before we come into whatever's coming, like, we don't know what's happening this morning. We got asked to turn up at quarter past nine. And, uh, like, these guys have been so naughty. Uh, partly in, like, Tony Williams had said in an elders meeting, he said, look, you've been here 10 years, we've got to mark the moment. And we said, look, you know, we just, we just want to, if we do anything, we want to honor the Lord, you know, the, the goodness of the Lord. And uh, the guys have gone way beyond their remit. And can we just say, to see some of our friends here have traveled a you know, John and Andreen and, and Jonathan and Joy. It's just, it's amazing. And thank you. We're a bit blown away in the balloons and all of that. So thank you. We, we don't know what's coming. So we're just trying to roll with it. 
will behave. <laughs> no, thank you. We wanted to honor you, but we'll keep going. So we just wanted to ask firstly uh, a little bit about the call to come to CLM. So could you tell us a little bit about the journey of getting to CLM and what that looked like for you both? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of 11 years ago now that the, that, that journey kind of, kind of began or... Uh, yeah, just under that. But we were serving in a church in Nottingham. Martin was on staff. Um, I was not. I was in a season where my youngest child had gone to school. Um, I was expecting uh, some things to shift. You know, you enter into a season and you sense some things. It's like, no, I think the Lord's going to open some things up. And I'd laid some things down to make room for that. And uh, nothing had come. And uh, in fact, Joy, who's here on the second row, uh, I seem to remember uh, a day sitting in her kitchen, uh, probably slightly teary and saying, I feel like I should be doing something more than I'm doing, but the Lord hasn't opened anything up. You will tell me if I should be doing more, won't you? She said, I will tell you. And um, that's kind of the season that we were in. We weren't trying to go anywhere. We try weren't trying to move. And... Um, we're just really seeking the Lord and uh, wondering what he was going to do. And uh, nothing much seemed to be happening until we had a call from John Partington here on the front row and uh, invited us. This was just before Christmas and uh, invited us to come and to consider uh, leading the church here. And we went back, back to Nottingham, spoke to Pastor David Sherman, who was our pastor at the time, and... Uh, that's an interesting conversation because you know when you're about to, you're considering leaving and you're a key team member. Uh, he was amazing, did not uh, seem to consider the, his own need at all in that. And he said, why don't you just take, take a couple of weeks over Christmas, don't tell loads of people, but seek the Lord and see what the Lord is saying before you get other people's emotions and viewpoints involved. And so that's what we did. And we just sought the Lord. And it was really, I don't think I've ever had a clearer sense of guidance. I think both of us between us, there was such almost a physical, tangible sense of the Lord calling us here. And, and then it was confirmed in, in a few different ways. We had a, a member of staff, Clyde Sandry, who if you've been in this church a very long time, you will know Clyde because he spent a bit of time here many years ago. But he was working for the Christian Centre in Nottingham at that time. When Martin went back to work after Christmas, Clyde pulled him into his office and he said, do you know the church in Coventry? Martin went, Yeah. And uh, Clyde said, I went there before Christmas. He'd actually come to pick up some golf clubs from Dave Lakin. He said, I walked into the building with Yvonne and we walked up the stairs. And he said, I said to Yvonne, what are you thinking? And she said, Martin and Esther. And he said, yeah, Martin and Esther, I can just sense in this place, this is where they're meant to be. And, and he said to Martin in that moment, he said, we don't, I'd, it'd break my heart if you guys leave, but I've got to tell you that we've been praying since then that you'll get asked to go. And so Martin said, well, listen, there's no point me pretending we've already been asked to go. Um, just that was one confirmation. There, there were more of those confirmations, but we just had uh, such an unequivocal sense that we were to come. And, you know, for us as followers of Jesus, that was, that was great and that's helpful. Still, making the decision to move family is really challenging when you're moving your kids' schools and taking them away from their friends and all those things. But, you know, there's a word, I mean, the whole thing, you, we're just leaning into the faithfulness of God. I know many of you have moved families a lot further than we did uh, and have got your own stories to tell probably. But for us, just, you know, moving away from a community that we were part of and been part of for a number of years, done little family season with some good friends. 
And leaving was a scary thing and wondering what this would do to our children. But the Lord kept speaking to us through Genesis 12 when Abraham is told to go. And there's a verse there, it says, you know, and they, and they arrived. And in the message it says, and they arrived safe and sound. And somebody gave us that word and said, I believe this is what you're going to, your testament is going to be for your children. You're going to arrive safe and sound. And sure, it was, it was not without its challenges as we moved. It was difficult for everybody. But we kind of came to a point where we said, you know, this is, this is what the Lord's done. We've arrived safe and sound. And as we kind of arrived and stepped in, stepped into lead together, which we'd not really done before. We'd led a young adult ministry together, but we'd not done anything like this. We didn't really have a roadmap for what that looked like, but the way that uh, we were welcomed here, the way, you know, Tony, Donald, the elders at the time, John and Barry among them as well, uh, just uh, really, really sweet, enabling us to come and, uh, and just get started. And we're also really grateful to John and Andrine for the way they, having been leading here, just uh, stood with us and almost like kind of put the full strength of their leadership behind us as we stepped in, which enabled us to, to step up into a role that was new for us. So that's a little bit of that. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. So good. So in the early years, so you've made that transition now, you've moved up, you've got your families up, you're settling in. What did you see the Lord do in those early years as you began ministry here at CLM? Yeah, I mean, it's been an amazing journey. We're also, we're acutely aware this, this church has been going for 85 years. You know, we, we're just here in a season serving, serving the kingdom of God in our generation. And, uh, you know, we're aware we, we build on, on the legacy of, of those before. I, I don't want to say one thing that was so remarkable for us as we came was the willingness of God's people. And I want to honor the many of you uh, in this earlier service that, that were there when we came of just making it so easy for us to bring leadership and responding and getting behind what we sense the Lord doing. But I think, yeah, there was, there was just such a clear sense from really early on that God was with us. And, you know, you, you've heard me tell the story about the mortgage on the building a few times, but you know, for those that are perhaps new among us. So we'd, we'd moved house, I think it was four or five weeks. I had my first meeting with the bank manager and this building had just gone up. There was a 1.8 million pound development loan, which should have matured into a mortgage. And the bank had got nervous and hadn't granted a mortgage. So as it stood, we were in a little bit of a difficult situation. And the meeting with the bank manager, he Ultimately, he said, you know, we might need to foreclose on the loan and, and repossess the building. And I remember we, we, we just, we literally weren't in a position as a church to be paying the full mortgage payments was the reality. And we started to pray and fast and the bank manager went off sick with a mystery illness for over a year and no one looked at our file. And we just paid interest only on the development loan, which we could afford to do. And just that sense that God protected us. And then a new bank manager arrived, like looked at, like obviously found our fellow, like what on earth's going on over here? And we got called to a meeting and it's like, who are you? What is this? Who signed this off? And we're like, hey, hey, smile and wave boys. And so, um, but we're in a different season and a different position. And the Lord, it was that sense of God's hand. I think another thing for me was the, the divine connections. The Lord, I think it was like, the way I've always seen it is, there's an apostolic call that the Lord has put on the house here and he's brought us in to, to help serve that with hundreds of people. And 
It's really about what he wants to do. And I, I felt he looked in on it and said, these guys are going to need special help. And uh, because we had some incredible connections with, with Pastor Dom Yo and, and Nick Resky, others, getting a seat at the table at the Learning Community. Learning Community is a gathering of about 50 larger churches around the UK and mainland Europe. And it was about to get going uh, with these 50 churches. We weren't, we weren't invited. Um, no one really knew who we were. And then uh, a church dropped out just before the start. And literally just a few weeks before that, we connected with the organizers and they called us up. And I just had that sense, the Lord making a, a space at the table for us, knowing that we would need some, some extra help. And, and I think, yeah, the other thing to comment on for me would be the, the building of the team here. Um, uh, we were, when we came here, we'd been in and around ministry quite a long time. We, we had lots of connections, lots of people we knew. And I can remember thinking, oh, that person would be a great youth pastor and that person would be a great worship pastor. And we, we had lots of, of spaces and needs. And I just had such a clear sense of the Holy Spirit saying, don't you dare, don't touch it. I'm going to build a team. And then as I look, and I say we're so grateful for literally the hundreds of people that play a role, but I'm also aware when Matt and Katie Davis were called to come, it was a game-changing moment for us in that first year. Uh, and it was just an, an appointment from the Lord as, as Matt came and brought his massive gifts and experience to, to look after all the, the finances and the logistics and IT and stuff that was landing at my desk that I wasn't equipped to do. Um, I mean, how the Lord calls you, Mark, out of London. I mean, you know, what a journey. That was a miracle. It was a miracle. <laughs> There's like no way you were going to come. And, uh, but, you know, the Lord, it was the Lord's hand. And, you know, Tracy and Gabriel, I think Jonathan getting, getting a, like, just a, yeah, an, an epiphany in a night. Jonathan has done a lot of work for today and he's not well. And he was going to be leading the meeting this morning. And Luke, well done for stepping in the last minute. So we send our love to you, John. Um, but yeah, John having this epiphany in a nightclub, like this was within our first few months and, and turning up at church, just wanting to get his life right with God and just seeing his hand on him and, and the Browns. I can remember I have a little space at home where I, I often sit on the floor and pray. And early on a Sunday morning, I felt the Lord say to me, you're going to meet a significant couple this morning. And that was in the days where we had communion tables down the front and at the back, people would come out of their seat. And I, I remember turning around and, and AJ and Sarah was there. It was AJ's very first time in church. Never seen this guy before. And, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, that's them. And just that sense of, of the Lord bringing people and assembling. So yeah, you know, we, we really do want to give thanks to the Lord. Uh, it's been his work. It's amazing. And I think, yeah, we can <laughs> applaud that. God's done an amazing work. And we were going to show it a little bit later, but I think now would be an apt time, actually. You talk about some of the connections um, that God has just brought about and kingdom partnership and divine connection. I know that's something that's been massive in the last 10 years. Um, and so we have a little video um, from a few different people who have been with you along the journey who wanted to say a few words. But I think what would be great for this, maybe we sit back down because it's five minutes and um, let's enjoy these messages from a few different people. Thank you, Martin Esther! Pastors Martin and Esther, congratulations on 10 amazing, outstanding years. On behalf of Assemblies of God in Great Britain, we celebrate this day, this moment with you. 10 years at CLM, well done. And we look around Coventry and we see the incredible things 
through the grace of God that you guys have achieved. But like more importantly than that, it's who you've become. Also want to shout out to Samuel, Nathan and Anna Grace, remembering the young children you were when you left here in Nottingham and how you have become great young men and young women who are, are loving God and, and carrying on and becoming great young people. Well done, kids. Well, Martin and Esther, a massive congratulations on 10 years at CLM, we wanted to express our huge thankfulness to you and just to celebrate all that God has done and is doing through you. Martin and Esther, all these years later, we love that you're passionate about Jesus, passionate about the presence of God and passionate about worship. And we're so proud of you and celebrating you today. Yes, thank you for being such great friends to us. And we're here from Leicester cheering you on. We can't wait to see what God is going to do in and through you in the next 10 years. Well done. 10 years. That deserves a well done and many congratulations. We thank the Lord for your great work and labour of love. And to see the church just filled with new people, it's so encouraging. When I come some, some Sunday mornings, people say to me, have you been here before, you know, thinking that I'm a newcomer? But um, I say, well, I've been here one or two times. They say, do you know where the toilets are? I said, yeah, I put them there 15 years ago. 10 years. Martin, Esther, I can't believe it. Congratulations. Many congratulations, Martin and Esther and all at CLM. It's been an amazing journey working with you in Coventry and your passion to bring down the kingdom of God is unparalleled. Our prayer is that all of you will be 10 times better in the name of Jesus. And we pray that God will find all your work and services in his kingdom commendable in Jesus' name. Some of the things that we absolutely love about you are your integrity and your tenacity and your clarity of thinking and your intentionality about what you do and the way that you are so generous and prophetic and passionate in seeing the kingdom of God established. We love that about you both and are champing you on. Wow, 10 years. Well done, Martin and Esther. We love you. We're proud of you. And here's, here's to, to the, the next 10. 10. Martin and Esther, wow, 10 years of serving at CLM. We are so thrilled to just be part of your journey so far. Charlene and I give you our love and say, wow, we're praying for you and we're thankful to the Lord for having you in the kingdom for such a time as this. Hey, Martin and Esther, congratulations on an amazing 10 years at CLM Coventry. God bless you. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your heart towards God. And thank you for your heart towards His presence, which is so evident in the church. We look forward to see what God is going to do in the next 10 years. Enjoy the celebrations. Love, Nicholas and Nicola. Hi, Martin and Esther. Congratulations for the 10 years of incredible faithfulness and commitment to God's purpose. Hey, today I send all my love and pray that today is such a special day as you celebrate the goodness of God. Martin and Esther, a huge congratulations on 10 years at CLM. I remember you guys arriving there, the hope, the anticipation the inspiration of that arrival. And my goodness, look what the Lord has done over the last 10 years. Surely we can say, 
the Lord has helped us thus far. Shalom CLM, what a great day to celebrate 10 years of Pastor Martin and Pastor Esther's tenure with you guys at CLM. And to you, Martin and Esther, congratulations again. You know, God has used you guys so powerfully in these last 10 years. And I believe that the next 10 years is going to be an acceleration of the Lord as the Lord takes you through your ministry into CLM and from CLM to the rest of the world. Let me pray for you guys. Father, bless Pastor Martin, Pastor Esther, and all of the pastoral staff that are part of this journey. I pray that for the next 10 years ahead, that you will use them powerfully. Thank you for the last 10 years of Pastor Martin and Pastor Esther's labour among them. And we thank you that, that you have helped them clear the loans, you have helped them in so many ways. And Lord, we look forward to the next 10 years because the indication of what you have done for them in the past is indicative of what you will do for them in the future. So thank you, dear Lord, and bless them and bless CLM in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day of celebration. Amen. And amen. Amazing. Just a few of the people that have been on the journey. There's been so much that has happened in the last 10 years. Wow. <laughs> Just give me a moment. Yeah. Take it in. We, I was going to let you do it on stage, but I didn't want you to have to cry on stage. But feel free. We've got tissues. Steve got them especially. Would you like us to weep? Would that yeah. be good? Okay. We said... Next yeah. service. <laughs> yeah. Um, we wanted to just know, you've kind of talked about it a little bit and you touched on the mortgage, but we wanted to know a few of the highlights really over the last 10 years. We know there's been so many stories and miracles of God's uh, provision and faithfulness, but just a few things to hear would be, would be great. Mm. I think, you know, there's been, there's been many, many, many high points. Um, the morning that we went to double, went to two morning services, and I think... You know, there's loads of trepidation when you're going, going towards that. You're like, is this going to work? Are we going to end up with two half-empty services uh, with no atmosphere at all? And, uh, but just kind of in the journey up to that, just sensing not just that we were going to two services, but that we were going to double, that we were going to double what the Lord was doing here. And just that sense as we walked into it um, of the Lord being present, of the Lord building His house and uh, what, what a joy that was to step into that and the willingness of people to serve double. You know, like, how is this ever going to work? Like, do we ask people to, do we have to double our team? And, and people came and served for two services. And just, uh, it's part of the way that we've built church together here has been the willingness um, of people to serve and to give of themselves and to pour themselves out. So that's, that's been amazing. Then also uh, launching the six was a similar, similar journey of trepidation and just opening that up a slightly different feel, a different space. And um, that, that also was exciting. I think, you know, Vision 80, that celebration, maybe Martin will say something about that in a moment because he tells those stories better. But um, I think, you know, there's been some high points, but then there's also, for me, often the high points are things that you can't always share. It's when you've seen someone's life move across five years or six years, you know, Luke, when we arrived, he was in youth or not in youth actually, because he didn't used to come. He used to go and do a Duke of Edinburgh on a Friday he came, instead. He came sometimes, um, he came sometimes. But to see, you know, the likes of Luke, Molly also was a teenager when we came to see them serving. There's other people who, you know, you journey with as a pastor and then you see them rooted and flourishing among God's people. And it's such a joy to see. I remember 
some of what happened at the six was we, uh, as, a, as a group, we began to make more room to listen to God and to what he wanted to do in our services. And what that led to was many more healings than we've probably seen through our other services, uh, which was a great joy. And I remember one uh, particular, particular evening and a particular gentleman and uh, there'd been a word that was brought about uh, the Lord wanting to heal someone who had a, a deformity in their little finger. And that it wasn't actually a big deformity, but it was, a, it was a, an area of great self-consciousness to this individual. And we brought the word uh, and nobody responded as can happen. And you think, oh, well, we must have got that one wrong. And, uh, but what transpired was there was a man, I think his name was Jason and uh, in that week, he'd been saying to his partner, I just feel like I need to go to church. He wasn't part of the church. He'd never been to CLM. Um, his partner had looked up Google search where they could go to church, where he could go to church, and had somehow found CLM and said, why don't you go here? And so on the Sunday evening, this man turned up and walked into our building. As he went to leave, uh, Martin and Steve were on the door and they just connected with him. And he said, how did they know about my finger? And uh, Steve and Martin were able to say, oh, well... Yeah, you're, you're the guy. You're the guy who didn't respond to the word. Like, we're going to pray for you. And I was like, we'll pray for you now. He said, no, no, I'm going. I said, no, 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 we are praying for you. So we wrestled him to the ground and laid hands on him. So they prayed for him and uh, his finger was healed. And he went on, he, he got his life right with God. Uh, he, I remember the baptism service when he got baptized because he was a biker. And uh, the six that week had about 40 bikers who'd come in support. It was quite an unusual evening. Arrived in the car park and there were all these kind of Harley <laughs> Davidsons like lined up. It was like, wow, something different tonight. But just the joy when you see, partly when we actually... Uh, listen and partner with Holy Spirit and we get in on what he's doing and what he's doing in people's lives. That is just such a joy and it's so much more fruitful often. Um, and then just seeing what that opens the door to and seeing lives uh, reconciled to Father God, made whole and also impacting the communities that they're part of is just, uh, there's just nothing like that on the earth. I think um, if I can just add briefly, I mean, I I see this, I don't know about you, but you know, when you read the Gospels, you see this incredible, also almost, I don't know quite how to describe it. On the one hand, you've got the, four, the feeding of the 4,000, the feeding of the 5,000. There's this ministry of thousands of people, and then it keeps homing in on individuals. And so you get this picture that God's doing something massive, but it's really, at its heart, it's all about the person. So you've got the feeding of the 5,000, and then blind Bartimaeus and the woman with the issue of blood. And I think, I think it's like that. We've had some of these big, big highlights. I mean, the, the clearing of the mortgage and that whole journey. And there's a bit for us, because obviously that reached its conclusion in, in November 2020. I remember our, our celebration was on Zoom. And uh, I mean, it, it was an amazing celebration. It's the best Zoom meeting I've ever been on when we kind of announced. Uh, do you remember like Rich Williams and others? Just, oh, it was just, it was a beautiful moment. But there was a, it was a sense of, oh, we want to be together. We want to celebrate. And I think, you know, today it's almost like a, it's a delay on a celebration that we weren't quite able to have in the way we wanted. Like some people have got married during lockdowns and it's like, oh, we'd hoped for hundreds of people and do we have a celebration? It's a little bit like that. But I think that journey with the mortgage was, was amazing. Um, 1.8 million pounds cleared in four years. And, you know, that just, and I know that is, 
you kind of think, well, how did that work? Well, it worked with literally hundreds of people stepping out in faith, trusting God, seeing God come through for them. And then together, so you've got these, again, it's these individual moments of sacrifice and personal stories of what God did in individuals' lives. But then you put it together and it's really catapulted into another season of, of mission, having cleared that debt. And that's, that's definitely been a highlight. Um, yeah, along the way. So good. I mean, it's, I know that there's so many memories and so many things that you can recall to mind, but just as we're kind of coming to the end of this session of questions, I want you to look back over the last 10 years and, and what are, for you both, the, the significant things that you felt that you've done, the Lord has used you to do being here, part of the, this ministry at CLM and over the last 10 years, what would you say, if I had to pick out one or two things these are, the, these are the things that I think are the most significant things that God has done and used us to do. I mean, I think this might not be exactly what you're asking in the question, but I think some of the most significant things have been around prayer and prayer and fasting. And I know uh, when we first landed here, um, we used to spend a couple of hours, one morning a week, praying uh, with Rahab Kyondo, who is an intercessor. And uh, she's not part of this congregation anymore. She's uh, working... Uh, with her husband in another ministry, um, but just praying into the house and seeing some things shift and move um, and then establishing times of prayer and fasting. And we used to just see every time, we still do, whenever we pray and fast, some things shift. Uh, people, people's situations change. Uh, others, there's breakthroughs. Just things happen that you can't make happen any other way. And I don't know how people build church without prayer and fasting because uh, we don't really have another key. So I think um, bringing, kind of just getting on board with prayer and being here and committing ourselves to that has been um, just massively key. I think a couple of things citywide, getting involved with the night shelter, being part of conversations right at the outset of that. Uh, very early on when we came, which was part of us, actually, we are committed to the most vulnerable in the city and we're committed to working in partnership with other churches. And that both kind of set our stall out and was just part of being actually what was a great work in the city for seven years uh, until COVID meant that we had to, to shift and change that. And of course, City Praise also very early on. It's like we're committed to unity and prayer and believe that these things change what's going on in the heavenly realms. When we attend to those things, it shifts what's going on for us to, to kind of walk in. I think... Um... That whole, the whole piece of unity, um, you get to see it on moments like City Praise. But, but even like this morning, I want to say a massive thank you to Archie. Uh, Archie's from Elim and they've, like all of our drummers for today are like literally anyone who can play the drums is not available. And so we just, but to have friends in the city and, you know, Elim just say, yeah, we'll send you our, our best. Well, I don't know, they, maybe there's others come, but I like, like this guy is, a, and hey, Archie, thank you for coming and being part of our Woo! today. And it's just a, it's a beautiful reflection of partnership in the city and I'll give the drums a go if you need them say again I'll give the drums a go yeah, okay next well time. well I'll let you mark you can audition him um so yeah sorry we do you got other things you no I think you should go because I think we yeah need to I it. think um what have what have we done right I think if I if I was going to look back and say if we had our time again what would we do again yeah prayer unity I'd also say a commitment to Christ-centered community our life groups, we knew early on, I think like one thing John used to often say is that as we get bigger, we've got to get smaller. And I think really attending to that of a place for people to belong in family, it's how we see church anyway, has been, been really key. 
Um, yeah, there's more things we could say. So good. And for, for me, I do have uh, an additional highlight, I think, of the significant things that you've done. This is not going to be a comedy moment. This is just a, me being serious. This is very rare, but I'm going to try and be serious. Is that I feel that uh, one of the things that you've done really well as a couple is how you poured into other people's lives and how you've raised up leaders of significance within the ministry since you've been here. And I think for me, that's one of the most important things. You've not just in, in preached great messages and, and ministered and served your community, but you've also identified individuals who you felt and saw the grace of God on and invested in those lives. And I know that I personally am one of those individuals, and I'm sure Luke would agree that he also comes un under that umbrella. But you have seen identified and raised up significant people who are now stepping into moments of leadership that they would never have probably without that influence. So for, my, for me and from all of us, I think I want to say thank you for, for that important yes. contribution to our lives. Thank you. And I, I, can, I can definitely echo that. And I think we talk about some of the things that we, we want to see in the house. And I, I think one of the things that is incredible is the vision that you've communicated, something that has been so shaped by God. And I can say after being now at CLM for 13, 14 years, that I'm someone, we talk about passion for the presence. I love the presence of God. We talk about courageous faith. I've seen that modeled and we walk in that as church and we'll see more of that by the grace of God and kingdom partnership. And some of these things that they're not just spoken about, they're lived out. And I, I want to honor you guys for that. I get to see some behind the scenes and, and these guys don't just, just talk, they, they walk this out. And so I want to honor you guys in that and commend you for that. We've, we've kind of looked back at the, the last 10 years a little bit, but we'd love to just hear from what you can. It's a big question, but from what you can, just share with us maybe what you might see in the next 10 or, or whatever is ahead. Here on, uh, yeah, thank you. Here on Friday uh, in our prayer meeting, um, we shared some things and, and prayed some things through. I felt it was deeply significant. Um, the, it's really interesting. Um, the first, I don't know, maybe three or four years we were here, Almost, almost any time a prophetic or slightly prophetic ministry came through, they, they would come to preach and say, I'd like us to turn to Isaiah 54. And it was like, we, it was like there was that sense in the season, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide. And it was, it's like people could perceive on the house it was a season of growth and breakthrough. And I think, I think those are maybe some of the things that have characterized the last 10 years. And it just, it's been really fascinating over the past 12 months or so, how there's been a shift. And, and Isaiah 60 keeps, keeps, being, keeps being spoken out. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. Let me just see if I can, I can just turn to it quickly. Sorry. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you. His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light. Kings to the brightness of your dawn. And I, I think... I think if the last 10 years have been characterized by growth and breakthrough, um, I think the next season, maybe the next 10 years is going to be characterized by impact and influence. And I think if you, if you think about uh, when people are little and you, what you notice is their growth, their, their physical and developmental growth. And then when they become kind of fully grown, it's not that they don't keep growing, but, but it's, their, it's their impact and their influence that starts to change. And that's what becomes more noticeable about, about their life. You, you don't meet up with a kind of 40-year-old uncle and say, you know, my, haven't you grown? But you'll, probably, but you'll probably hear about how 
you know, he stepped up at work and, and he's assuming and having more influence. And I, I think it's a little bit like that um, for us. And I think we're, we're entering into a different season. I certainly think the, the next 10 years are not going to be like the last 10 years. And I think there's a the call out of coming to maturity. Um, Helen Youssef, when she was here for our encounter evening in April, prophesying that incredible run, which included Isaiah 60, um, about, you know, you've been bar mitzvahed, you've come of age and stopped prophesying. I mean, she didn't, she didn't know us at all. And coming in to say, there's a season of maturity here. And like Nick Rescue, who you, you saw in the video, is he would talk about the, the development of churches through deliverance to breakthrough to kingdom. So I, I think, you know, practically as elders, we're, we're praying through uh, additional sites that not just Coventry, but other places where we believe, believe the Lord wants us to bring impact in this season ahead. We know missionally we're shifting gear. We're going to keep shifting gear, impact the city and the nations. And I know overseas is going to be part of the next 10 years since that, my spirit. So I do think we're, we're going to continue to grow and expand and, yeah, see other places beyond Coventry. Um, but I think really it's around impact and influence. So that's, yeah, we're going on sabbatical, coming back to say, okay, Lord, what do you want to do now? Fantastic. Well, we've got lots of work ahead of us, it seems. <laughs> Uh, you're about to go on your sabbatical now. So, um, and we, we and you're all going to breathe a sigh of relief, and right? We are. And they're like, they can't no. wait. And so, uh, tell us a little bit in 30 seconds, if you can, what you're going to do while you're away. Yeah, we are uh, going to rest. We're going to take a bit of time to retreat and reflect kind of take stock of uh, where we're at in, in our own lives and walk. We're going to have a bit of time away with family, a bit of uh, work on house that needs doing, uh, just a mixture of those sorts of things. But I think one of the key things is it, it's an opportunity to reset. You know, Jesus says in John 15, remain in me and I'll remain in you. And the, the key to fruitfulness, like apart from him, we can do nothing. And we want to keep ministering out of a genuine place of remaining in Jesus, remaining in the vine. And you have to find a, a way to sustain that in ministry but there's a challenge in ministry because next Sunday is never more than six days away. And, um, and so actually just to step out of that, to reset our remaining and our abiding in Jesus so that we come back ready for the next five years, 10 years, properly rooted in the vine, eyes fixed fully on Jesus. That's, that's what we're on with really. Beautiful. And we want that. We send them out blessed. Amen. Um, so when is the first day of sabbatical? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Brilliant. That's literally it. <laughs> it's, a, it's such a gift and a grace as well, and we don't take it for granted. We're incredibly grateful to, to the board and to the elders for affording us um, this time of extended rest. Thank you. It's a joy, and we thank you for all that you've poured out in the last 10 years. One, yeah, I would just really like to say, there's a conversation that Jesus had with his disciples, and uh, it finished with Jesus saying to them, what they should say is that after all, when you've done everything that you were told to do, you should say, we're unworthy servants and we've only done our duty. Right. And very much, you know, you, you saw the people who were on the screen that have been brought alongside us to help us and cheer us on. It's that like you should be able to do some decent stuff if you've got those guys cheering for you and running with you. And we do feel uh, greatly privileged to serve in the position that we've been given to serve in. And also, we felt we're unworthy servants and we're just seeking to do our duty. And that's what we want to continue to do as long as the Lord keeps us here. Amazing. Thank you so much. Can we show some love and appreciation to Martin and Esther? I'm going to invite us to stand to our feet. Yeah.
We're going to take a moment to properly applaud in a moment's time and give thanks to the Lord. But I'd love... So, someone did say on the way, because it, it feels a little bit like, you know, we're, we're retiring. So um, <laughs> someone said it's been nice knowing you. Um, wow. I want to say we will be back. <laughs> and right now I'm going to take a moment to invite our elders to the stage. And as you've poured out to us, we'd just love to take a moment to pray for you and ask the Lord to pour in. So for the elders here, Jonathan, as has been said, is unwell. Ryan also is away. Yeah, fantastic. And I would also love to invite the wonderful John and Andrine, if you'd like to come, that would be brilliant. And um, Martin and Esther have already mentioned um, John and Andrine. But for those that don't know, John was our previous denominator, who's our, our national leader of Assemblies of God. And uh, has been so influential on the journey and handing the baton over. So we're going to take a moment to pray. So let's pray together. And I'm going to pass to you, John, just to lead us in a few moments for this time. Thank you. Well, what a privilege to be here on this day. Travelled up from Exeter and to be with you. I know it's quite a way, yeah. But, you know, um, it is a privilege and we do... Uh, over the years, been watching what's happened. I think I was probably one of the only ones that didn't pray regarding your coming. Because I knew in my spirit, my role here was probably for about nine months or so. And I knew that it was not a pastoral role, really. It was more of an apostolic role to find the next people to come in and take the leadership. And in my spirit, I can honestly say I knew, just as you've had all the witnesses along the line, I knew in my spirit that when I made that phone call that it was going to result in you both coming here. I knew that. And what an absolute delight it is. The Bible says this, let your prayers be made known with thanksgiving. Let's pray together right now. And first of all, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that this is a celebration, not of really 10 years, but of 80, 90 years of this work being done here and the first pioneers and the faithful people that have taken the work on. And now we thank you for this season as well and for the life of Martin and Esther and what you've done through them and are going to continue to do through them. We give you thanks. We offer our prayers to you with thanksgiving thanksgiving and now we petition you and we pray for a continuation of the wisdom of God to be granted to you if any man lack wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and I pray that in the coming years a greater wisdom will be granted to you that you won't just know what to do but you'll know how to do what you know you've got to do and that Father God there will come a boldness as well a boldness to act in the ways that God you would want them to and so we offer you thanks and we pray and we prophesy as well. And I prophesy that actually that that you have testified to will indeed be true. Your influence will grow, that there will be something of a stretching out. Never be satisfied with what God has done. Never ever be satisfied with what God is doing. Always be future looking. Always look for more because He is a God of more. He wants to increase your wisdom. He wants to increase your boldness. He wants to increase your evangelistic zeal. He wants 
wants to increase your influence. He wants to increase every aspect of His goodness, His power, His authority, His anointing on your lives. And so we pray that, we prophesy it, and we end our prayer again with thanksgiving. We bless this couple and we thank you for them. We lift up our voices together with one. Come on, church, right now. Lift up your voice in a thanksgiving to the God of our salvation. We thank you, our Lord. I say the Lord bless you and keep you. May He, the Lord uh, keep His countenance to shine upon you. May He continue to be very gracious to you. And may you go on this sabbatical knowing His peace and His blessing. In Jesus' Name, Amen and Amen. amen. God bless you. Can we give the Lord praise? Come on church, let's celebrate what the, God, the Lord has done and the grace He has given us through this couple. Come on, put your hands together and give yes, God a big praise amen. of thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please do stay with us for now. We have a few gifts that we would love to give you. So we have a few wonderful young people that are going to help us out. So why don't you guys come and pass these on? Brilliant. And a lovely card as well. And I think we have some flowers coming too. And I don't think this is coming on stage. There's lots of different bits and bobs, so you can open it later on. But there's also some gifts for you all as family as well, um, which some team have prepared. So we just wanted to honor you and bless you and send you out um, blessed. And we, we thank you so, so much um, for all that you have done. So this is a hamper as well for you to all enjoy as a, as a family. And once again, we say, Martin and Esther, we honor you and we thank you for all that you've poured out. We thank you. Come on, church. Great. We can take our seat. I won't embarrass you anymore. But church, if we remain standing... Thank you so, so much. We're now going to just spend our final time in this service giving thanks and glory to our wonderful God. Paul says in Philippians 1, he says this, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the day of completion in Christ Jesus. And so, Lord, we come and we give you thanks and praise. Lord, that you have began a work. Lord, that you are the divine orchestrator, that even now you are preparing hearts. Lord, there's people here today that are gonna be instrumental in the next 10 years of this house, oh God. There's people, young people, children in our midst who are gonna be ones who are sent out from this house, oh God, who are raised, who are the leaders of this house, oh God, in so many ways and in ministries. And so Lord, we thank you that you are the author and perfecter. And Lord, we give you all praise today. And Lord, as we come, we honour you. And Lord, today we want to celebrate you and all you've done. Let's lift our voices together, church, as the band lead us now and go out praising our wonderful God. <laughs>